0: <clears throat> <clears throat> hmm. Namotasa Bhagavattu Rahato Samma Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagavattu Rahato Samma Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagavattu Rahato Samma Sambhudasa Udang Dhammang Sangang Namasami <coughs> Buddhism or Buddhism is a, is a devoted to lists we don't have deities we have lists instead that we worship and revere <laughs> so depending on your favorite deity it could be the <laughs> list of the enlightenment factors or the list of the, uh, the indrias, or the list of the balas or the list of the <laughs> hindrances <laughs> Uh, they're, they're very useful in their own way because they just do point out particular nodes of dummers where things congregate and cluster either skillfully or unskillfully out of an experience that for, for the average person is just this kind of blurring flood of stuff happening you know <laughs> you don't really detect the particular crystallization points the driving points the Places where momentum picks up, we just see this flow of things. And beats me, you know, just keep going. <laughs> so you've got these kind of little, little lists which are pointing out <coughs> the rocks at the bottom of the stream are causing that current. <laughs> so you don't see unless you go a little bit deeper. <coughs> and the process of deepening. Uh, uh, samatha or anything to do that steadies the mind you know we have to look at that very broadly anything that causes more steadiness you know simplicity sense restraint um, calm you know sustaining attention you know something that causes the mind to steady down just so we can come down through the stream into what's forming the rocks in the bottom that are forming there and then vipassana you're picking those up and hmm what's this you yeah. uh, know insight wisdom see what's this this is actually just itself is purely stuck together it doesn't have to be stuck together it could dissolve and mm. clean it <coughs> or you build up ones that are going to make the stream flow in a good way or you clear the channels Of course, these lists of things can themselves get rather oppressive, uh, mm. so I haven't touched into that many of them, but I thought just today I'm talk about the four four bases or areas where clinging congregates or, mm, where that mechanism uh, operates mm. and of uh, course snagging. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, it said that the, that the mm, people, those who practice fully, practice completely, can live in this world without snagging on it. Live in this world of the senses and events without snagging on it. So it seems a useful um, thing to keep bearing in mind. When you come back to really what's right here, your reality, your presence, and then what is it that clusters around that and snags it? What is it that clusters around that sense of presence and forms some quality, something that then starts to, first of all, promise happiness or <laughs> generally some kind, and then starts to become weighty and burdensome? Mm or is directly uh, confrontational and seems, seems ir- unresolvable. Yeah. So it's, this is the uh, supports or basis for upadana, clinging. And it's important to just bear in mind it doesn't mean that, that one clings, it means there is clinging. It, it aggregates in particular ways and uh, around this aggregation uh certain things occur pretty much immediately one is a sense of a, a clung to object and the other is a sense of a person who's doing it who then feels they have a lot of clinging and they really shouldn't be so attached to things but that's the horse is already out the stable by then <laughs> and so trying to be a, a person who doesn't cling is a little bit you yeah it's a little bit late so we go back to what is the experience and where does it where does it congregate what does it cluster around mm. so this is really you know opening the field um, opening the field because a person uh, that the the self that I am cannot get free of that so we come into the field experience there's a possibility to drop out of the self Domain at least put it on hold, yeah, and then witness the experience of clinging, of, of which occurs as a contraction and a tightening, and are often associated with a certain speeding, speeding up, and produces a cluster of thoughts and emotions that then affirm the reality of that contraction. Mm. Because you don't do it, because you don't do it, we don't see it as caused, it caused here. We see it as, as uh, something valid out there. For example, the first base is a pretty obvious one, sense, sense spheres uh, associated with pleasure and displeasure, but primarily the search for pleasure. So when the sense spheres, touch, taste, sight, and so forth, um, produce the the Vedana of feeling there is a you know, to what degree there is a contraction around that mm. yeah. and again for the un- unenlightened person or the person who hasn't practiced the senses, that an object really is the source of the feeling that object that sight that sound that touch actually is the source of pleasure and you can either feel guilty about it or or it's forbidden for you or you shouldn't have that another one you're addictive and so this again is the cluster of clinging it starts to name you as someone who is addicted or clung or helpless or needy or has to have this or whatever yeah so that arises from the base of contact feeling you know, the contact, the feeling, then the tanha, and the creating of an object and a subject. Actually, what really occurs, if we contemplate the arising of, you know, a sight bringing us a something we interpret as pleasant. There's the interpretation of that being pleasant, agreeable. Just look, watch what happens. You see food, you see something like that. And there it is. There's this visual object. And this is apprehending and a certain movement. And then, oh, you know, some speeding up occurs. The object becomes um, that which has pleasure in it. (coughs) And so what it takes to just build in that pause. So it's a good thing to build in around sense objects. This is why in certainly monastic life and you know, you generally have pause moments before eating and drinking, just check, you know. And, so, and you have kind of little trip wires around your ability to uh, grab a, some sugar or buy something, you know. So you've got some, it's quite difficult to do so. And that's built in. Mm. Yeah. So you, you pause, you know, kind of, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 you straining at it, and eventually the strain just to give up. you know. And so we often, <laughs> in situations where they serve the food, you know, you serve the food, you know, food, and then you wait for everybody to come back into you know, the dining hall, which takes, another 10 minutes, food, food, okay, if you want to take the precepts, okay, (laughs) takes another 10 minutes, and then they want to offer some ceremony, it takes another 10 minutes, food, going cold, food, and then somebody gives a little talk, another 20 minutes, going, it actually just (laughs) doesn't matter (laughs) claps. Uh, it's 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 a little bit brutal, but there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, if you're really determined that you prefer to have a bit, of, a bit of occasional poke with a stick, <laughs> and all right, <laughs> do it again. <laughs> and uh, you see that, uh, you know, it's not gonna run away, so you don't have to, it's not gonna run anywhere, is it? So you just take your time, I and mean, you need to build in that thing just to break the reflex. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. so that's a lot a lot of it's like that you know i can't really buy buy things but then people will say oh yeah know, be really we ought to offer you something then why don't you look at this you know thing online or something you look at it, oh yeah you would be nice and then oh well then you've got to wait because you can't i don't have a credit card so okay great so you wait. Secretary only comes in two days a week. You wait four days, and then she comes. Oh, I can't do it today. Wait, another week goes by. I don't really care anymore. Actually, <laughs> you know, the 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 moment when you see something desirable, you've got to have it. And that, the pausing around that is really helpful as a convention. Till so you see that sort of glow dissolve, it's just the thing. And then, you know, something comes back to you. So that's a helpful means, a skillful means, of pausing, having uh, checks on purchasing things and consuming things. And you feel the wave, not that you shouldn't, but you feel that you don't have to have that, that rush and just quiet them down is it necessary? useful? yeah, okay use what you need and you're really pleased with the results of that dispassion Mm. so the basis where this clinging occurs it's often in the speed of things on the base of clinging <coughs> is talked is mentioned as being and not being or becoming and not becoming and this can be associated both with uh, um, status or position in a favorable position or not in a favorable position it can be associated with progress progressing getting somewhere not getting anywhere you know progress and decline and around those uh, uh, identification with ma- mind states one has developed a good mind state one hasn't developed a good mind state and then the kind of intensities that can occur around that though that that node that, that particular congregation of experience mm. and this is also something to tackle really and uh, particularly in uh, dhamma practice when it can flow quite smoothly, and then you get into difficult places where it seems to go upside down. You think you've completely lost it. Uh, you want to get back to the insight you had two years ago, and you, of course you're struggling for that. Or other people, you hear other people really zooming away into neither perception, non-perception, or emptiness. And you know, kind of struggling with trying to stay awake and you know so it's not necessarily just here even hearing another person you feel yourself measured by that by being lesser than yeah yeah or perhaps feeling better than yeah so there's a there's a a, 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 a kind of a identity attachment around um states of experience and it's really useful when you go as long-term meditator. You see how you can go through bright states and dark states. And, you know, you want to learn to sit with, be around with dark, with kind of dark states. <laughs> and you don't favor them, but it does. Uh, sometimes it just helps. to just have to basically bear with it. <laughs> yeah. And again, uh, Monastic life has a certain discipline to it, which requires that. You know, you, if you have uh, routines and, and routine meditations, then sure enough, sooner or later, you can have to sit. you're supposed to sit at a certain time when you're not very in a very good state. Energy's low. You're tired, and you sit there, mind collapsing. Yeah, and then somebody gives a talk about second John or something <laughs> 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 a, it was slumping around <laughs> oh the the the, 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 the 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 long night vigils which are great for putting the idea of, pleasant, of skillful mind states to the sword <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> Hang in, you know. <laughs> uh, and the mind, of course, this is not useful. This is not skillful. This isn't helpful. It just makes me feel bad. I think as a this monastery doubt down. We do it every every week, and uh, once a week starts, say at seven o'clock. Start stops at at um, 6.30 the next morning. <laughs> and during that time, you know, you're generally all right till about midnight or so, and then after midnight, it's just kind of walking up and down, otherwise you, you can't hold yourself more than a few seconds, or you can falling over about three in the morning. You look around, everybody else is doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so pitiful. <laughs> you know, the great... Great <laughs> dumber warriors are <laughs> sagging over their swords, <laughs> slumping up and down. Why do we do this stupid thing? <laughs> uh, okay, then you know, half four or so, it's okay, we're doing the morning chanting. Oh good, that means the end of it. So all the morning chanting, all the pritta chanting, all the reflections, an hour and a half of it, throats going dry and ropey. and you, and you see, now we'll do the ceremonies for asking for forgiveness and taking leave. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what is this about? And then, you know, then it ends. I feel really good. You know, just so much stuff just got like an emetic, you know, purged so much of that. So that's, uh, and uh, yeah, nobody's really making claims to anything. You're just clearing out, clearing out, clearing out, clearing out. Mm. No, no. But, you know, in uh, working life, that's not so suitable because it does require <laughs> some mental acumen to get to work the next day. We just comp- contemplate how... You know, the mind states when you're in busy situations are probably going to be quite full, agitated, lots of things going on, lots of thoughts, lots of calculations, planning. Da, 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 da. How's that? Mm. Yeah. Look at the ten- tendency to identify with mind states. And it's not a personal failing, it's a natural inclination. Right. This is what. I'm just so I'm just trying to keep referring back to presence, core presence, being with, uh, and this is really the refuge. Mm. And with that, one more, as one becomes, somehow the chitta seems to learn it, often, you know, through a, a hard road, say that, Path to enlightenment runs through deep embarrassment <laughs> and, you know, and here we are. Another day, another moment, here we are. What was all that about? Here we are. Field. Still in the field of yeah, you know, sentiency and comings and goings and things happening, happiness and unhappiness, sights, sounds, you haven't lost it, still in the field. And the identification with uh, the mind states tends to take you out of the broad, broad breadth of the field. Because if we have that clinging around mind states and being something is allowed to proceed, it takes into an ever narrower position an inability to be present with fear, embarrassment, uh, disease, sickness, so forth, uh, you know, low states. We lose that capacity. If we're too focused on a particular states of mind, all of us are subject to degeneration. Uh, loss of sense faculties um this happens to all of us so in a way this a lot of this is about you know long-term practice long-term practice through you know sometimes bitter medicine to heal one of the of this heal the chitta of this process This is mind. This is body, this is mind. What do you expect? (coughs) Another form uh, that uh, clinging occurs around and it begins to, to get a clearer picture of what that mechanism is triggering around is either pleasure or security. And so anything, so the, you know, pleasure is often the, the sense basis, security being something. Yeah, now I've got it, I am it, I'm, st- I'm steady, I'm something worthy of, I feel worthy or accomplished or yeah, you know, it's that sense. You know. You know, sort of psychologically secure around a state of being and um, if it were the case then we'd say do it and as the Buddha himself pointed out there are pl- there are many places many sets many mind states many spheres of becoming beyond the sense sphere such as neither you know infinite consciousness non measureless consciousness and uh, so on, and said so these, if you wanna be something, you wanna cling, this is, these are much superior places for clinging, than uh, you know, pretty tacky old sense consciousness, <laughs> but, he said, but he also said, yeah, but the, uh, the, the removal of the heart's liberation through non-clinging, this is the deathless such an encapsulated term, it's, the, it's that mechanism, it's that releasing and the ability to bear presence with a range of phenomena and states mm, without wavering because it's just a passing show. And for sure, you know, it's also understood that one does need support in that skillful mind states. So. But basically, really, you look at skillful intention. And the results, sometimes very good, sometimes quite good, sometimes a bit disappointing. You maintain intention. So as with our, you know, monastic scenario, your intention is just to be there, be present be there with the group, use the group to support it. You, everybody is there doing it. That's the intention. And you just stay with that. And that ha- acts as a kind of a, a, a mooring post through these seas and tides of experience. And that's something to uh, bear in mind, mm-hmm. mooring yourself in that ocean can't get out of the ocean. Mm. But if you stay the mooring post, the level drops, the tides abate. Then you have security, deep security. Another <coughs> um, form that um, is it, clinging that occurs around uh it's called sila vata and it's translated in a number of ways rites and rituals was a a way of translating it which by and large has been superseded by uh, things of precepts and observances or i would say systems and customs because it refers to much broader a universal characteristic of human experience not a particular form of worship or um you know, uh, Buddhist doctrine, it refers to the, because it's about human proclivities, uh, the proclivity to cluster, to cling to systems and customs. So we can see this covers human beings by and large cling to cultural customs, um, systems, days of week, you know, this is a Tuesday, this is a Sunday, this is Christmas, this is Thanksgiving, this is, this is birth. you know, what? This is eight o'clock, it's time to get up. This is nine o'clock, it's time to go down. It's, this is 12 o'clock, it's time to eat. This is, you know, uh, and that, that uh, the um, systems that should help to make our lives socially uh, comfortable and uh, so that we're all on the same page, if you like, for, for um, harmony, that's the idea, can set up things that cause deep disharmony. <laughs> because your system is the same as mine, <laughs> yeah. So the idea of the system was, well, look, this is, we're all on the same page, so we can all do it this way, then things will flow along quite nicely. But it doesn't quite work like that, does it? Or the, the system can take over to the extent to which um, it runs away from the human um, natural realities, organic realities you know, because systems get taken over by either political uh, means, political powers, or economic ones. How to The system that most of us, what well, you particularly, would be living under is very much geared to how to get people to work um, uh, affi- effectively. You know? So ideally you want to switch them on at a certain time and switch them off at another time. We don't want them kind of doodling around and having a break now and then. We want them, you know, because <laughs> it's better to have, you know, the whole workforce at the same place at a certain time and keep working at maximum output for, you know, as long as they can bear it and then switch them off and throw them throw em back in their baskets, as it were. <laughs> 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 so you get the kind of the working day, which is... Irrespective of anything organic in one's, uh, in one's body or mind. Mm. And that's a powerful system that most people will live with, uh, be embedded in for at least 50 years. And of course, there are other systems you know, and customs. But if you notice, the economic system is always trying to get people to work faster, more, more, faster is better, more, effective. Uh, So ideally, get out of your body, get in a machine, get behind something you can push a button with. So you you get disembodied by that. And... uh, in the working place, perhaps the relationships could be quite strained because there isn't enough time to really know or bond or handle or be with your fellow humans. And this is perhaps an exaggeration, but to some extent, um, I think that's, that's the, that, has, that has a reality to it. In some places, that's more or less literally how it is. You get sweatshops and um, you know, where there are no labor laws. So this, and uh yeah but then of course, we can take it down to just uh you know the way I like to organize my day or feel better organized, makes me feel more comfortable, have it nice, systematic organization, thing, and uh you know we can get and because it's it's, it's kind of it's got an attractive quality to it, yeah. And just notice how much time and energy one puts into organising, systematising things to make it work better. And And then there's a right and a wrong with that. And a feeling of disappointment when it doesn't work or frustration or trying to make it exactly right. Um, yeah. And it certainly accentuates and emphasizes the um, the cognitive faculty to the extent to and de- diminishes the more embodied qualities so you have to be careful of that uh, aware of that it gets you going it gets you speeding it gets you calculating it gets you mental faculties rev up and start, you know, organizing everything, systematizing everything.
1: And it's, you know, and
0: it's, it works as well to a degree. It's not, none of this stuff doesn't work, Otherwise, we wouldn't do it, but what are the, what's, what's the payoff? What's the results? What's the tariff on that? Your mind, does your mind ever settle? Does your mind ever allow things to just be unknown? chaotic like nature is (laughs) and the, the beauty and the relief of just being in nature when you walk around the trees are totally what they are there's not one of them straight not one of them tidy and they seem to be getting along pretty good with that and things are falling apart and that's okay you need to see ah beautiful relief you know it's something organic and yet there is a system called interdependence, which is much more knowing and sensing the living qualities rather than imposing an abstraction on it, getting it right. What I've tended to notice, both, you know, in, in, my, in certainly in myself, though I'm not, not I don't get many things right actually. <laughs> Is uh, uh, people find themselves taking a lot more responsibility for organisation, and then find themselves burdened by it. You know, I remember a, a woman who is in in France, and she was uh, she was formidable. She'd been a businesswoman, and she really formidable organizer but then the rest of the group couldn't contribute because she was always faster quicker stronger and clearer so that it really just okay she does it yeah. and then she feel they don't pull their weight they're not helping out and they say she's always taking over okay. we can't get in there and so this conflict arose around that because if she hadn't organized it, it probably wouldn't have gone a bit sloppy and chaotic, and and it would find another sort of way of operating which would be perhaps more holistic, perhaps less fast, less efficient, and yet somehow more all-embracing, more organic, less more humorous, less crucial around rights and wrongs. You know, I mean, she's trying to organise how many peanuts go on the tray and everything like that. <laughs> Make sure it's exactly right. There isn't an exactly right. There's just what is suitable. And you can kind of flex and flow around that. Whatever's comfortable. Sabaya is probably more important. Same. Now, this becomes very significant when you're in meditation, of course, because that in us which seeks rights and wrongs definitely... What's the right method? What's the right practice? How am, I, am I, what's the right system? It says this in the book, one, two, three, four. I, I don't get three, I get one and two, and then do I get four, um, you know, the lists are great for that, for giving you doubt. <laughs> 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 and the stages, you really go, oh, I'm stage two, uh, am I at stage two or is that stage three? Or perhaps I'm just caught up in delusion. You know, looking at the book. Is this jhana or not Jhana? Have I got that? Is that sukha or is that pity? Is that limiters or no limiters. You get you just know this is not doing me any good. You've got to put the book away. Oh no. What if I don't get <coughs> I'm doing it wrong, I'm doing it right. You know, the the, the organizing self starts to shake and tremble. You just uh notice that come into your body, there's a system there already. Breathing in, breathing out, walking along, there is a system. (laughs) And just care for it, Uh, care for it, sympathize with it, Uh, sensitize with it, seek its well-being, seek it being more comfortable, steady, Anything that you can do to help that, that would be a great contribution. but please be a follower and not a leader of that. someone who serves the Dhamma. Like, this is what's happening, and maybe a little bit of this could be. I could introduce that. I can invite the mind. Would you like to try this? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a few times, just in case. <laughs> Well, not right now. Okay, we well, just what you want to do. Why don't you leave me alone? <laughs> okay, I need to sort of run around in circles for a while. Okay, you do that, and it runs around and sits. On. And then you can talk to it. Are you happy? Are you comfortable? Would you like to sit down think you make you know, more sympathetic mode? So there is a system there. But it's, it's, it's heart. And uh, it's, it's deeply subjective, in my sense, it's deeply subjective because it requires and it asks for your subjectivity, your heartfulness, your presence, it asks something of you. That's really you, if you could say that. Deep, your deep qualities, it asks that of you to bring that forth, you yeah and and, then, yeah, and sure you know you can understand that put names on it, put lists on it remember it, use memos on it but good to just work with you know being someone who listens and then you know follows perhaps noting or remembering some of the features of the path as you practice you've got the Got the kind of book in your hand, Oh, that's what that means. You know? But you feel the experience first and then you can use the book to name it. If you can't find a name for it, just let it sit there for a while until it becomes clearer. And essentially, you know, whatever works. Practices, religions, customs, conventions. doesn't mean there aren't any. It means that grasping, that stuckness, that contraction, that fondness of them is quelled. You can feel the sankara of clinging rise up. And it seeks clarity, it seeks stability. You're not going to find it in that. You can use that as a skillful means, but it's not there for, you know, it's not going to provide stability. It's going to be a a place where you can begin to come to terms with reality, which is innately, you know, or experience, which is innately unstable. Experience is unstable. It's existence is unstable. You, You know, you got to get to strong enough and open enough to be able to handle that. Another mm-hmm. base or the last base that's mentioned in this particular presentation is the notion of self. Uh, when that occurs, it could be internally, this is myself. It could be externally, that's her. Uh, mm-hmm. As a kind of aggregate. As a, a solid entity as an icon as an image mm-hmm. as a fixed piece mm. oneself other people so it, it, it tends to aggregate and solidify uh, processes that are actually dynamic and and beautifully dynamic because then they're sensitive and uh, they Moderate in accordance with the qualities of the field. Mm. To respect the field of karma. And uh, there is such a. So, I mean, to, to, be, um, to just be, make a note, this doesn't mean that nobody exists, there's nobody here. It means what here is dynamic and precious and flowing and changing, and because of that, when the subjectivities sense each other, they can start to adapt and merge and, okay, this is this way, that way, right. And then there's something harmonious that occurs. If it's two separate people, there's going to be a lot more, you know, what does she think of me? Who is he? Um, um, You know, and some sort of uh, comparative sense or... um, Who's better? Who's worse? uh, Who's in charge? Who's not in charge? And and unconscious agendas of you know you are something that is this for me Uh, and seeking security, uh, seeking comfort in that Uh, more. Fluently, we recognize that in the uh, ability for subjectivities to harmonize, to flow, to moderate, to adapt to what's suitable, then there is a harmony and a warmth and a feeling of comfort and agreeable. It's beautiful. And you recognize you're blessed if you have one or two beings <laughs> who that can occur with you're indeed blessed uh, and for many people that can occur now and then sometimes some people almost never it just doesn't they're not it's not the field is they don't have a field it, it isn't open enough and some people for a long time you know uh you know there can be that ability to to harmonize and share presence and that's, that's beautiful when it occurs. It's a dynamic, it's a process, and we do sense uh, uh, with our Kalyanamita, perhaps, are those who we find that is that ability is more available. Uh, this shared karma or shared affiliation, that ability is more, more uh, available than in other instances and that's fine and that's agreeable and that's suitable. Mm. But what tends to happen or can happen for people is the the uh, you become something that's sort of you either own yourself, your self image, you are this, or you something you owns, the other person, she is this, you know, or sums them up, he's one of those, <laughs> or She's always this, or he's never that, or what's that? We've just locked the door on subjectivity. Something that could have been really quite beautiful and mysterious and actually constantly feeling the waves of that and the confluence of that and using it to, to, to loosen one's tendency to cling, to feel trust, that gets locked into a a, 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 a separate form, a separate entity. Mm. And then, you know, things start, problems start occurring because the person isn't what I want them to be or um, something of that nature. or I'm not what I should be or I I have something or am something or not something. And this prevents the fluidities and the dynamics that are most comfortable and conducive for freeing up from fear, from restlessness, from isolation, from willfulness, from taking oneself too seriously from opinionatedness, from conceit, yeah, from loneliness, from insecurity. Yeah. And so Kalyanamita is really, the Buddha said, this is the whole of the holy life. Very powerful statement to say such a thing. Mm. I don't think he he meant you know you've got to hang out in a particular little club. <laughs> the rest of your life i I think more properly it means that one has that capacity that capacity has become there whereby one can find you know harmony with people who are, who are uh who have those qualities, whatever their character or disposition you find yourself able to get in tune flow with moderate, and they're doing the same thing as harmony though so that when that Capacity has been uh, fully accomplished. Mm-hmm. Sharing presence, and obviously, in some respects, there are some people you could say, yeah, there's some people you better you can do it more with with others, and that's that's true. Uh, and yet, eventually, it's always slightly mysterious as to who you are and who the other is. And my Practice with this, particularly. I mean, to me, the miracle of this, particularly, is is Kalyanamid, When it occurs, I am surprised at who I am. You know, the, the kalyanamitta gives me back to myself, gives me back to my fluidities and my dynamic, out of my selfhood, out of my contracted, out of my "I am this," and it's a, it's a really. Uh, it actually shows you things shows I hear things I hear I feel things I sense things uh um yeah and things start to crystallize in the field it doesn't just amount to just hanging out together though naturally that's that's a good crucible to start with mm. But certainly living in communities for numbers of years, and I don't wish to be disrespectful, but naturally, you know, you set up a community as, as a convention, it doesn't mean it's actually a real, uh, you know, 100% community as an experience. There could be lots of isolated pockets and, you know, shut down places and withheld expressions, and, and this kind of thing happened because. People haven't been fully accomplished. They're not fully accomplished. So naturally there are those resistances and those, you know, uh, cliques and those uh, um, places where people are just stuck in a particular position that doesn't seem to get resolved. And it so often it can be over a view or an opinion. You know, I've got this view, he has that view. We disagree. So, Actually beneath that, what's happening? You feel you feel you need to have a view to feel strong. You don't want to just be a nobody if you, you need to have an opinion. And so does he. <laughs> uh, and you don't want to be seen as the person who just has to accept somebody else's opinion. Why do we have to have an opinion? Why couldn't we look at our fundamental sense of seeking comfort, seeking security, seeking friendship, and just go directly to that? But that means a certain exposure of, of the vulnerability uh, of the heart. And not everyone can or is prepared or at a position to do that. Certainly mm. my own experience uh, living in communities have had years, actually, of sessions with people just to, just to get through that. Yeah. Yeah, partly because of my own experience, uh, you know, I was put into leadership position for a while. That's a powerful constellation. Leadership position means I am the person who organizes, makes things happen, and people contribute and cooperate. And the idea that somebody should look after me never occurred. I look after them. And so, you, you know, you, you constellate around that. It never occurred. And most everybody's doing, you know, not allowing themselves to be, you know, received or loved or appreciated, because you're so busy trying to make yourself worthwhile so that you will eventually be appreciated. So do something to make yourself worthwhile so you'll be appreciated. So (laughs) you go through it that way, you know. So that you'll be considered worthy or useful or whatever. So you do something to make so you do all these things, make yourself feel you're doing okay, you're doing the right thing, you've got it covered, so therefore you won't be, you know, seen as a figure of then people he's an authority figure. Oh, but I'm just trying to help out. You're a busybody. You're a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> you think, what do I do? Then you feel disappointment, and regret, and irritation, and so forth. So, yeah. Actually, yeah. all the structures are on an unconscious, unconscious need to feel one was living in harmony with others by doing a lot. You know, for everybody else's welfare, the doing a lot prevented <laughs> the harmony <whole new> occurring. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense to you. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, we had sessions of get-togethers and here we were just processes. and And it, it comes down to it, you know, to really say what's happening. And you're thinking, oh, this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be really tough. And most everybody's just experiencing lack of, lack of warmth towards themselves and not able to, not able to receive it from another person because they've been so busy trying to be somebody, (laughs) you know, wow, what happened there? You know, common, common human problem, trying to establish a worthwhile self so that you will feel living in harmony with others, or doing your work, or being worthy of whatever, or standing up, or pulling your weight, or making sure you get everything right, so that you don't, want this, you don't know what the so that is, because it's often buried. But the so that is a sense, perhaps, of feeling comfortable in the field. You don't feel there's any stress in the field. And we build these structures, and the structures take us out of the field, into isolation. And you still, I'm doing the best I can. I still don't get that feeling of having done good enough. Of, of, because it doesn't occur in that particular place. It doesn't occur in that place. And you can build massive structures to give rise to the experience, right, you've done enough, it's okay, you're fine, everything's fine, everything's comfortable. It still doesn't feel comfortable. Just a little bit more sort that out, and then it'll be okay. Doesn't happen. Because it's the wrong structure. And really the structure of Kalyanamit is you just descend, descend into the field. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, it's gonna be scary. (laughs) Descend, you know, I don't even like the word descend. (laughs) Descend into the field. Well, there is a lot of, you know, give and take, sharing and humor, warmth and trust and openness and with those who can enter the field. Yeah. You don't have to be something. That's really, you know, why is that the whole of the holy life? Mm. Mm. of course the buddha had ways of making most He could take mindfulness as the main thing or right view as the main thing so you just particular but you can almost get in any one of those dharma things those dharma expressions if you go into it fully enough and open it up it contains all of it it's like a hologram every little bit contains all of it so to really experience kalyanamitta it's not just sitting around in an apartment somewhere. It's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad place to start. <laughs> and generally, what occurs, I've found in Sangha life, is you've got to stop the opinions, stop the meetings, stop the discussion. Just sit around and move your bodies past each other and hang out and make a cup of tea and go for a walk and argue and just hang out. Let <laughs> 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 it shake it down. You know and don't leave the arena. And eventually you kind of, ah, it doesn't really matter about that. And, okay, that's fine with me. And, you know, and then suddenly this warmth comes through. Uh, the warmth which comes from the release of the heart, from clinging to oneself or to, to others. And there's, there's the, here's the, here's the harmony the security of it. Mm. Uh, Sangha life, as far as I, it's always full. Well, it's not just full of conflict. Conflict is a pretty, you know, uh, r- fundamental quality to it because it's made of beings uh, who are uh, haven't completed their practice. Therefore, conflict is inevitable. So we don't get into a state about it. Oh, me, it's that one again, you know. What do you do? You, know, you just kind of hang out and shoot the breeze and argue and hang out and hang out and hang out and just stay there and watch what's happening in the heart and you just begin to let those sankharas subside. Listen deeply to the other person. They're speaking their truth. You're speaking your truth. Just bear with that. And eventually something else starts to occur, which is one is heard, one is listened to. And then this theme, this loving harmony, starts to resonate through it, you know, when that can occur. So it's, uh, you know, the Buddha said this is something worth traveling for, making a journey for, uh, walking a long way for, to enter the field of Kalyanamitta because this is where there is that ground for releasing from self in the presence of other people not in the absence of them the absence of other people we can concoct all kinds of selves in our heads the presence of them tends to help you to if it's real tends to help you shake some of those images out and the results are uh beautiful and endearing and calming. So the release and clinging, if it's done, even if it's done through strong means, difficult means, subtle means, embarrassing means, <laughs> it's always you know, skillful, me, you know, directly conscious skillful means, uh, is always not just a, a kind of a, a duty, uh, one should stop clinging, stop being addicted, it's a blessing to enter the richness and the fullness of the heart. Uh, because it is for our happiness and welfare, not for our loss and isolation. Because it is for our security and comfort. Uh, because we can do it, and the Buddha did it and taught it. Because of this, uh, we take heart in that. and. Clinging is not what we are. It's something that happens to us. Look out for the snags. Anyone?